you have to remember that when I'm describing things about Georgia and the small town that I'm from, I'm talking about back in the day, you know, because I'm almost 50 years old. So this is like back in the day when, especially about the tattoos and me being surprised at hearing somebody state that, that it traditionally, it would be the rednecks is what they called them that would not like tattoos and when I, where I'm from in a small town that may be what it is up north you know but where I'm from in a small town they will be the one that will be having the tattoos because remember back in the day in Georgia especially small town Georgia this is what the MO was this was what was the norm you would have it was it was in a time when as it relates to African Americans is when Things like abortion, and that wasn't anything of the norm. That wasn't talked about. It wasn't of the norm. It would be something that people would frown upon, and it just wasn't talked about or heard of. Anything relating to, for example, it would be, even with male-female relations, it was where, and how behaviors, and looking at the races, and class and what people would assign redneck to is where you could clearly tell. And even with the way back then that African-Americans were being raised in that small town or the example that was said, it was where they, especially women, where they're, they're not all of them, but most of them, it was where a a code of conduct or behaviorism or mannerism, because we're talking about back in the day. So even if you even if you were you were African American and you saw someone that was white American that one would classify as a redneck that would be based on their social class, everybody knew that. And the the one that would be classified as the redneck knew knew it what their social class was, and the African American that would be looking at them and being a witness to their behavior knew what their social class was and things like that, and and behaviorism and mannerism was, and it was something usually that you were taught to stay away from, or that it was negative. And those types of things. Carmen, when I was younger and I lived in Georgia on Friday night, uh, it was on Friday night or Saturday nights, they would all be at the Dairy Queen Park. And if you go down there, it was like being rowdy, in their pickup trucks, making noise, loud music. And that's where they would gather at and things like that. And those would be what one would consider rednecks. And they knew what we were. We knew They knew what we were. They We knew what they were. And it was about class. And things like that. And then you would have the average white American from the small town that was different than that, like that. So it wasn't anything out of the ordinary. And with African Americans, with Georgia being the Bible Belt of the South, and I'm from a small town in Georgia, and it's, it's Baptist. Georgia's Baptist is where, it's where with African Americans, back then, not all of them, but most of them. 
it was, especially the girls and how the, the, the guys, the men were raised, the boys were raised, African-American boys, the men, you know, holding your door open for you, tilting your hat, if a, tilting their hat if a woman passes by, excuse me, open your door and things like that, being very respectful. And you had that from African-Americans because it was more this Southern culture than race. You had that from African-Americans that were being raised correctly, and you had that from white Americans that were being raised correctly. And then you would have rowdy white people that people would classify as rednecks. And there was a distinction. And you would have, I guess, black people that may not have been being raised to have certain manners also. And everybody knew who it was they were associated with or what they were viewing and seeing. So even in small towns like in Georgia, there was a class distinction, things like that. And that's the way that it was. And that's the way that it was, especially with black American women because with the the grandmother's influence of being very, a, a mannerism of being very, let's see. How can you define it? A mannerism back then of being good, I guess, or an expectation or a mannerism of how the family saw you and the expectations of you as a woman like that in society around other people is what the norm was and even outside of your family out in public that would warrant respect things like that from other people despite the race and then you would have people that were of different classes or raised differently that one would describe if they're white as being a redneck i guess and we didn't call i've never heard anybody in my small town call anybody redneck I would hear them call them like Peckerwoods or something like that, or Hillbilly Peckerwood or something like that. I never heard anybody say redneck. I get redneck could be it could be what they're called, but it could be more of a northern term for people for white people that are poor, like that. So or that had certain types of mannerism. So is is that's that's what it was. It reminds me of, imagine in your mind, especially those of you that are African-American, it's hard to describe how it was growing up in Georgia back in the day in a small town. Imagine two African-American girls walking. It's Sunday. And on Sundays, I already told you all this last year, in my small town, all of the stores used to be closed. And on Wednesdays, the stores were closed early because they would have Bible study Wednesday night. On Sunday, everything would be closed. I forgot if it was closed until 12 or it was co- or did it close at 12. I forgot. Or was it closed all day? It would be quiet. If you go in the town part, all the stores would be closed. A couple may be open. They didn't sell any alcohol on Sunday back then or anything. I don't know how they do it now. Now, imagine this. You're African-American. You and your, your sister or you and your African-American friend, two women walking, you know, through town or whatever. And then you see two redneck guys, quotation marks, and how they behave in it. Back then, the two African-American girls would have looked at one another and giggled and 
being accustomed to that, that's their behavior. But the redneck men would have knew what the African-American woman was raised to be and what her behavior was also towards them. It was very conservative because it, it's Baptist. It was it was religious. It was Baptist. And even, even if your family wasn't raised you to be, be, be religious, there was an expectation and the demeanor that black women had back then. Remember, my mom was 50 years old. And I guess an expectation of how you behave like that. And then you were able to see how other people were behaving despite your race and your parents or your grandparents or whoever would point that out that that is not correct behavior or that is not what you're going to be associating yourself with like that. So it was like that back in the day and a very more of a conservative way a conservative expectation a conservative demeanor as it relates to your behavior like that your own your mannerism and those types of things because if you were caught back then doing things that were of a behavior or mannerism that they didn't like it would bring embarrassment on the family things like that and then you had people that behave in certain ways all the time and they would get the labels of redneck quotation marks or things like that or whatever you would call a black person that's behaving exactly like the redneck white person how they're behaving those type of things so it was that's the way that it was in small town georgia very different growing up most definitely not like the north i don't know how they grew up i'm from georgia i don't know how it was for them so it was very different for us i am i am Georgia, I'm Southern through and through like that. And I'm conservative. You all know that. And not by any type of changing size or somebody teaching me or, or training me. Mm -mm, I'm conservative based on my mindset, the way I think as it relates to how I feel and have always felt about certain issues. I like coming on reading things that I find online because I'm trying to get accustomed to other people's viewpoint and opinions and mindsets and way of looking at life and comparing it with mine, see why I can expand or see why I stay steadfast in what I believe and what I feel to be right and correct for me specifically. So I like doing that because I feel that it, it, I, I feel that that means that I'm open-minded. I'm willing to check out or look at other people's views. That doesn't mean I would take them and carry them as my own because I'm going to do what has worked for me. And my upbringing, though it was not perfect, it has worked for me. And I realized that now that I'm older, that I'm more, I'm less about race and more about class. Not that I come from a wealthy family or anything like that. No, but I'm more about even though my grandmother at that back then would have been looked at my dad's side of the family would have been looked at as doing better than a lot of black people in the town because of the family that she comes from, my grandmother. Now, so, and I've never heard my father say anything racist. Never. have I, And my father's African-American. I've never heard him say anything racist or about white people, period. None. But when they would get together, my uncles would come. But for the holidays to my grandmother's house, they would talk about the news and things like that. But they, would, they I already told you all they were. They didn't really say certain things around us. It was very 
they didn't say a lot of adult things around us. It was very different. But so that's the way that it was. And it was different. And for my dad's side of the family, because me and my sister were my grandmother's oldest grandchildren, as I told you all, they were very happy to have us in the family. And it was a lot of attention that they gave us, a lot of unspoken expectation, though we grew up and we made our own decisions. All of us did. But it was it was like unspoken expectation and feeling very much important in their eyes and loved in their eyes like that or maybe an adoration and i feel that's because we were my grandmother's first grandchildren like that we were the oldest grandchildren and but but they were the thought process was most definitely for them most definitely conservative even though my grandmother didn't raise us and it was a conservatism that is different than mine though because I express my viewpoints that are quite different and quite conservative. And they weren't really, it, it communi I communicate my viewpoints. They weren't really communicating and telling you what to believe or what to think. It was just what was demonstrated in the unspoken expectations that would let you know what they were in alignment with to a certain extent. Though that could have just been an expected behavior, an expected mannerism as it relates to the family in general, that would be perceived as conservative like that, especially with on my grandmother's side of the family, not really wanting to intermingling with the people in the town and friendships and things like that, staying to oneself, staying around family, all of them going to the, my grandmother sending my uncles all to the same black university and even my cousins that are guys just sent them also. It was like the family tradition is what it was. And that, that goes alongside conservatism, you know, and like that. And my, with my grandmother most definitely being Baptist, and there definitely being an expectation like that and high value placed on family. What it was also, because I feel like me and my sister, most definitely my oldest sister were. And still are. It's like for them is everything because it's the first grandchildren in the family. So I guess that made them happy. Like that, it made them happy and those types of things. And a lot of people get the wrong idea about the South, from about small towns from the South, or the, because they want to get it, or it's what they want to believe without having visited the South or grown up in the South or lived in the South. But that, because the way that I, were raised, I was raised, it was where... A lot of people like to look at it as white people are being horrible towards black people. That could be. It depends on how you was raised. I was raised to feel 
equal or the same or even better than because it was about class. If they were considered to be this, that, and the other, you would look at yourself as better than them no matter what they thought, and they were quite humble because they could tell the difference also. Now, and then looking at yourself as equal to, I guess it's how you were raised. I guess it's how your parents were raising you, what they were demonstrating to you, their own confidence, you know, and those types of things. And I guess that's going to be different for everybody. Or hell, maybe I was in a different down paradigm. But it caused me to grow up to be quite confident and see things differently. Seeing myself sometimes equal to certain people and sometimes better than certain people, despite the race. Like that. And like that is the way that I, what was, I picked up from being raised, from growing up. And not that they were telling me that, it's just what I picked up from growing up. You know, that what was silently instilled for me and what I took from growing up. I didn't take anything that would cause me to feel less than or inferior to. I called, I picked up everything that made me feel that I was loved, especially by my father's family and held in high esteem, me and my sister both. And that there was an unspoken expectation like that. And that their family wasn't great, but it was something to be proud of. And that they were proud of us no matter what. And because not being able to affiliate or associate with a lot of people, black or white, is where, especially with my aunt, my daddy's youngest sister, she's the old, only girl out of the five children, and she's the youngest of my grandmother's children. She really didn't want us associating with anyone in the town, only at home, and that's it for me and my sister. At home or at my grandmother's house, things like that. So, so not associating, you have your own outside looking in, but you can sometimes have a good view. Even though my sister, my oldest sister, Scorpio, she was more, did a lot of what she wanted to do. Because she's more friendly, she's more out there than I am. I'm more reserved, so she had a lot more experience with people that, with people than I did, which kind of took her down a, an incorrect road. But our path is our path. But that's the way the experience was for me. So I really didn't pick up any type of inferiority complex or anything like that. I really didn't pick that up. That that's what what. It wasn't demonstrated like that is how it was growing up for me. And this is small town, Georgia. Now, any somebody else's experience, it depends on who their parents were and who their examples were in their life, friends, extended family members, their experience, what they would have picked up would have been different. But what I picked up has made me the person that I am. Like that.